Have you been wondering how this show came to be? I know you spend your nights thinking about how I come up with all these brilliant strategies and insights you adore. And today, you'll get a look at the cold, hard, strictly rational process we follow to do it, except when we don't. At the risk of sounding like a marketing professor, which is not an all an unspoken dream of mine, we're going to be talking SWOT, and I'll show you how we used it to make a major business move. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back. Before we jump into SWAT, I want to remind you to head over to iTunes to, to subscribe. And if you like what you hear, leave us a rating and a review. They make me very happy. If you don't like what you hear, I want to hear about that too. But an email would suffice in that case. Let's have a conversation about it before you eviscerate us online. Pretty, pretty, please. With that out of the way, let's jump into SWAT with a quick rundown of the terms in case you're one of the many, many people who ignored this lecture in business school or one of the even luckier ones who never ran into it at all. SWAT stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. So it's S-W-O-T, not S-W-A-T. Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. Let's take a look at each one of those. Strengths are the internal factors that give you an advantage over your competitors. For example, you might have a team member who is amazing at coming up with great calls to action, or you might discover a new, more efficient way of performing on one of your business tasks, or you have a completely different approach to getting results for your clients. These are the things that create your competitive advantage and give you a point of differentiation. Weaknesses, then, are the internal areas for improvement that put you at a disadvantage. A weakness might be that you're currently understaffed or that your technology is a few years out of date or that you haven't involved with the industry. Whatever they happen to be, your competitors are killing you at them and they need to be addressed. But don't stress too, too much about them. We all have weaknesses. It's in how we address them that matters. Opportunities are the external changes or trends that could be business opportunities. An opportunity might look like a celebrity mentioning a product you happen to sell or a local competitor moving their headquarters to another location or everyone down in the dumps about content marketing while yours is still going gangbusters. Threats, then, are the external things beyond your organization's control that could adversely affect your business. A threat might be something like a platform you use regularly, <coughs> Facebook, <coughs> changing their terms of service in a way that affects you, or it could be a bad harvest raising the prices of some of your ingredients, or it could be a global recession that prohibits clients or customers from buying from you. So, do you want to see it in action? My team sat down to talk about whether or not we should go ahead with the Spin Sucks podcast ages ago, and it took some time and a lot of thinking and planning to decide to go ahead with it. Plus, it took a little convincing of me because this is not a small undertaking. But we're here and we're committed, and now I'd like to share with you the Spin Sucks podcast SWOT analysis. The strengths. The strengths for a Spin Sucks podcast include, we are already well-known in the industry and respected for great content. We have a fantastic community behind the brand, and podcast listeners tend to be super loyal and engaged, which fits our band of crazies perfectly. A podcast allows us to continue to grow and evolve our community while adding an additional content structure that appeals to a wider audience. 
The weaknesses then for a spin sucks podcast are mostly internal. It is a lot of work, a lot. And there is an uncertain return on investment. It's also a little scary. I certainly go through the, what if no one listens and it dies on the vine talk in my head. As well, right now it has to be hosted by Ginny, me, and time is at a premium for me. Of course, if it ends up generating revenue, it's time worth spent, but we're going into it a bit blind. The opportunities for a Spin Sucks podcast include the fact that they are becoming more popular and people look for other types of content to fill downtime, such as exercise or commute time. As well, only 1% of podcasts are hosted by women, according to Libsyn. So while there are a ton of podcasts out there, which is one of our threats, we don't have much competition when it comes to women-hosted podcasts. Lastly, there's an opportunity for it to become a revenue source through sponsorships and advertising. And then the threats for a Spin Sucks podcast is some of the competing podcasts are highly, highly produced. And so we are dealing with that because we are not. And time could become even more of a premium. Podcasting is definitely prone to a what have you done for me lately mindset. Blog people will come back if it pops up in search or email, but podcasting is a loyalty-based play. If you don't cater to that loyalty, you can lose listeners. You can see it'd be pretty easy to talk ourselves out of producing a podcast, and we did for several years. But the time is now, and we have awesome producers in One Stone Creative who have made it take considerably less time than it would if we were doing it on our own. Nine times out of 10, a SWOT analysis is going to help you make the right decision. But on that 10th time, your gut speaks up. Sometimes it looks at the evidence pointing to a really clear point of action and says, nope, don't do it. I'm telling you, you can't do it. Sometimes it looks at a mountain of evidence against something and says, we have to do it anyway. The PR Dream Team is a great example of this. We did a SWOT analysis and everything pointed to, nah, terrible idea. But there was something about it that I didn't agree with. Sure, people have tried membership communities and have failed. Some really smart people whom I respect. I actually talked with many of them and they all told me not to do it. But there was something in my gut that said, let's try it anyway. Now, a year and a half in, it's going gangbusters and is one of the first places communicators go when they need help, need a sounding board, or just need to take a brain break. I don't have evidence to support this, but I'm fairly certain it is today the number one community for communicators. That's fun to say, community for communicators. <laughs> and it's here because we ignored some of what we uncovered when we did the SWOT analysis and listened to my gut instead. I had a business coach who used to say to me, obey your gut. So I impart that wisdom on you as well. Use the SWOT as a place to start and to help you uncover threats and weaknesses. But it doesn't have to be the Bible to whether or not you do something. Your gut is oftentimes just as important, if not more. A SWOT analysis can give you great information and help you look at things from a more objective angle, which isn't always easy as a business owner or someone who doesn't have access to the big picture. I recently worked with a company to create their SWOT analysis. I serve on their board, so I have an outside perspective that provides a different look at how and what can affect them. As we discuss the threats, we put the usual suspects in there, a down economy, the White House going up in flames, a war, an unexpected industry merger, and natural disasters. As we rated the things that were outside of our control, we realized there was another threat. The company had only one revenue source. One of the things I always advise is seven or more revenue sources, especially for service businesses. 
but this company only had one with no plans at the time to add more. It was a pretty good wake-up call, and the owner, being a typical entrepreneur, got to work. Just three months later, they have an additional two revenue sources and are well on their way to getting seven by 2020. We probably would have gotten to that objective eventually, but the SWOT analysis forced us to see that gap sooner and provided backup to get it done more quickly. Are you convinced of the value of a SWOT analysis yet? If so, do one yourself. It doesn't have to be for the business. It can be for a communications plan. It can be for your next product launch. It could be for anything that you're working on, like we did with the Spin Sucks podcast. Do one yourself. Grab a sheet of paper and break it into four equal sections. Label them strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and then fill them out. I'd love to see what you're working on. So when you're done, take a picture and share it with us on Twitter. We're at Spin Sucks and we can't wait to see what you come up with. Next week, I'm going to be taking this conversation further and we're going to look at a huge opportunity out there right now for all communicators and content creators. No, I'm not going to tell you what it is now, but make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. I'll see you next time. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 